WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, live this morning in the 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3 studios. It is good to be with you on this December 20th. Hard to believe this year is almost over, but we are thankful that it's almost over because it has been a year and then some. This morning, we are taking your questions all hour long about the COVID-19 vaccine. As you know, more than one vaccine is now out there. As of last night, the Moderna vaccine has now been authorized for emergency use, and folks will be getting that any day now. We know Pfizer is out there. That happened this time last week when the first trucks were rolling out. But still, it's got a lot of folks concerned, people not quite convinced that they want to take that vaccine, or maybe they'll take it, but not on the first time. They want to get that second round or that third round to make sure that it is safe. Right now, we know that our uh, healthcare workers and first responders are the people to get that vaccine right now. So that's who we're seeing. But it's going to be open to everybody here very soon. And I know a lot of you still have questions. So this morning, Dr. Michelle Saisana will be standing by to take all and any of your COVID-19 vaccine questions. Pick up the phone right now and start calling. She is the Chief Quality and Safety Officer at IU Health. Call us 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. She is a professional. This is what she does. And so she will be able to answer uh Probably a good handful uh, of your questions uh, about the vaccine, what the effects are, what some of the side effects are, what is the effectiveness of things, is, is there cause for concern? There's so much that we're still learning about this, and we've even learned uh, in, in the past couple of days some things that uh, that are brand new to the world. Call us right now, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Dr. Michelle Saisana joins us live right now on the live line. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. I'm glad to be here. It's so good to have you here. You came on the show with us at some point earlier yeah. this year when we, I think we were just getting uh, into the pandemic and you weren't explaining it to us. Yes. Yeah, that was, it seems like it was forever ago. It was <laughs> it forever like. ago. It was a lifetime ago if it was anything yes. On the other end of 2020, uh, let me first ask, uh, how, how are things, um, how was how life changed for you on, and, and your colleagues inside the hospitals since we last talked at the start of this? Oh, wow. I think we talked probably in March or April. I Cameron. think so. So mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot has changed, you know, um, you know, in March and April, we were trying to uh, really figure out how to treat COVID. And we kind of got, you know, and we had a surge then we, we had a, we had the summertime where we had a little bit of a lull, to be honest, and we kind of got a little bit of a break. And, and I think even myself and others thought maybe we were going to turn that corner and boy, the fall hit. And that was anything but the truth. Um, we are now in a, um, still in a surge that is almost um, for, for at least for IU health hospitals, almost double what we saw in March and April in terms of COVID patients. Um, I get to see the numbers every morning and they haven't emailed them yet to me, so I don't have them. But yesterday we had, I think, about 460 patients in our hospitals with COVID. And then, you know, on top of that right now, this is the time of year um, people are normally in the hospital for other things, like for having um, surgical, you know, procedures, surgeries by the end of the year. They're also in there with um, pneumonia and other things. So our hospitals are busy, just, you know, busy, busy, busy. And But I would tell you that um, my friends and I last week and, and even, you know, this weekend, and I talked to a good friend of mine last night about this, the vaccine offers us hope that we haven't had in, in uh, since March. And so um, it makes us a little bit emotional because it makes us feel like 
we ma- we now really might turn that corner. And um, my friend told me the other day, it was the when she got her shot last week, it was the moment of pure, unadulterated joy. And I can tell you, I've never felt that way about getting a vaccine, but I get mine on Wednesday and I, I can't wait. My husband gets his on Monday because he's also a physician and we're really looking forward to it. Now, Dr. Sesana, I know you and your colleagues personally have probably been at a breaking point at some point, mm-hmm. and you just told us the hospitals are at twice uh, the rate that they were seeing at mm-hmm. the beginning of this pandemic. Is Are the hospitals at a breaking point yet? I would say, you know, that kind of comes and goes, yeah, as to whether we are or not. And um, every day, it's a question. You know, we're, we're doing fine. We have enough beds. We have the, the difference now versus in March is we actually um, can move patients around in our system. We work really well with all the hospital systems in Indianapolis and, and throughout the state. So um, I wouldn't say we're at a breaking point, but we sure could use everybody's help as much as um, we can do to, to stop the spread of COVID, whether that's, um, you know, the vaccine or wearing your mask or not um, uh, having uh, gatherings with people outside your home, all those things, we need everybody to do their part so that, because um, I will tell you, our teams are exhausted, but this um, sort of the vaccine has kind of invigorated them again. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. We are on the air this morning with Dr. Sesana, the chief equality, the chief quality and safety officer at IU Health, taking your questions about the COVID-19 vaccine. I know a lot of people are concerned and have questions about the vaccine and if it's something they want to take, is it something they should take and when can they take it? She has the answer for you. Call me 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696, or send me a tweet at Open Line Show or at Cameron Riddle on Twitter. Uh, so, Dr. Sesana, what have we learned in, in the past week? It was uh, seven days ago that uh, that Pfizer vaccine was leaving Michigan right now at this time. Yeah. Um, what have we learned so far uh, about any side effects of, of the Pfizer vaccine? Yes. So, Cameron, I think that's a great question. And um, here's, here's the interesting thing. When we talk about side effects, we know that um, after you get a vaccine, there's a natural, the body has a response to that vaccine, which is really important because it tells us the body's doing its job. And so a lot of people... Um, experience some soreness at that site where they get the, at the, in their arm where they get the shot. They also um, may feel like they um, have sort of flu-like symptoms. What I mean by that is you feel like, you know, you may feel kind of achy and some people even get a little cough and some runny nose. All of that is because the body has actually, um, it's starting to work. It's starting to make its little army of antibodies, um, which antibodies are what bites off any um, sort of infection that your body, that you get. So all of those things actually are not bad. That's a good thing. That is, if you tell me the next day, hey, after you got the vaccine and even even about 48 hours after, you say, you know, I kind of felt kind of crummy. Like I kind of felt achy and stuff. I tell you, that's awesome because that means your body saw the vaccine um, and it actually started to make that immunity. The other thing we've seen um, is that there have been people who have had allergic reactions. And I was looking this morning because I wanted to to get what I could hot off the presses. Mm -hmm. It still looks like that's in the like maybe five people across the country. We've already given what I could find today. We've already given 250,000 doses of this vaccine across the United States. And so... um, And that's the interesting thing is there's no other vaccine where everybody would know that. Like, nobody knows that, like, knew that when the measles vaccine came out, right, that they, you know, if there were any reactions. So I think that's an interesting part of the transparency around what we're seeing with um, uh, the data and people wanting to know more. Um, And and those allergic reactions of what I can find, everybody's been able to be treated and has done okay. And that's with the first first dose. Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. The phone lines are ringing here this morning. Uh, let's jump in for our first caller. Good morning. You are live on the air. Who's this? What's up, Larry? Vaughn, please. Good morning, Larry. What's up? 
You know, I'm so sick when they keep moving the goalposts, right? You know what I seen last night over at Washington and Sherman? They're having COVID checkpoints, just like the uh, checking for drunk drivers and stuff. They box in a segment of the uh, flow of traffic, and they herd it into a, a COVID checkpoint where they're checking your temperature, taking your information, and if your name's on the list, uh, been in contact with someone with that's when you uh, get uh, quarantined without notice. So uh, I don't know what she's talking about, but uh, they are playing this, and if they're not trying to save any lives. They're destroying our city and destroying this country with the lives. That's what they're doing, and she knows that. She must know. She must have read that, that uh, report from the uh, High Technological Law Institute in Santa Clara, and she knows what's going on. She's been briefed on that. So is Dr. Kane. They're destroying businesses and everything else with this lie that she's telling right now. All right. Thank you so much, Larry. Yeah, I know you said you don't know what she's talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Have a good day. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, good morning. Uh, what I would like to know is that if you haven't been tested for COVID, uh, are you still able to get the COVID shot if your doctor requests it? For you and uh, about people that have to use EpiPens, are they allowed to get the COVID shot? Because if I could get the COVID shot, I think I will do it. Excellent question. Dr. Saison yes. is here to answer. Yeah, those are great questions. So if you have um, not been tested for COVID, you're, you certainly can get the shot. Or if you have had COVID, we encourage you to get it, but you probably don't need to get it right away um, if you've had it in the last um, three months, if you've had COVID. But if you haven't had COVID and you haven't been tested, that's okay. You're exactly um, who we want um, to receive it. Now, right now, about your second question, if you carry an EpiPen because you've had an allergic reaction um, to either food or medication in the past, most of the time it's because people have had um, probably had a, uh, you carry an EpiPen probably because you have a food allergy. Um, there, we're recommending um, people potentially wait to get the vaccine before we have a little bit more information about that and about allergic reactions. But like I said, <coughs> excuse me, if your doctor recommends it, um, you can get the vaccine too. And then most, um, what people will do is if they're giving you the vaccine, they'll want to make sure that, um, they have the medication epi, epi around to treat you. But what we're recommending is you might wait a little bit before we know a little bit more. And I would tell you, you know, of the, like I said, 250,000 doses we've given already, um, we're finding that, uh, that information out. And I expect what I say today about whether or not to um, get it, if you have an EpiPen, might change um, when, once we have more information, even in a month or so. Okay, thank you. You're uh, welcome. Thank you so much for the call. If you got a question for Dr. Saisana, keep calling 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. No such thing as a stupid question or don't suspect that somebody's going to ask the same question you are because there are lots of questions out there. Call us 317-239-9696 and get them answered by an actual medical professional. Uh, Dr. Saisana, to that point about things that we don't know, yeah. Um, what is the information about pregnant women taking uh, the vaccine that people should know about? So we're still looking in, looking into that. I believe Pfizer, I, and I'd have to look at Moderna, um, Cameron, but because uh, their EUA just got released all 54. And so um, Pfizer did not test um do not test the vaccine on pregnant women. However, there's no reason that this vaccine would seemingly have what we can tell have any um, side effects for pregnant women. So I think that's a real a good conversation to have with your doctor because we know that um, COVID in pregnancy, if a woman gets COVID while she's pregnant, um, that's also not good. They, they um, tend to not do as well. So um, it's a conversation that it was, it's a, we say risk or benefit, you know, it's um, does the risk outweigh the benefit and so I think that that's a real important thing to talk with your OB, especially if you have other um, underlying things like asthma um, and you, because we know people who have underlying lung conditions tend to do uh, worse with COVID, it may benefit you if you're pregnant to get the vaccine. 
And so, so there are pregnant women getting this vaccine. So I can't tell you if that's true. I have not seen anyone um, who's pregnant get it, but there are, there's a lot of information out there about having this conversation. And I suspect since we've only been since um, Wednesday, there's been, you know, I, I don't suspect in the first few days people got it, but after it potentially and even next week, yes. All right, 317-239-9696. That's the number to call to get on the air, 317-239-9696. If you're hearing my voice through your phone, that means you are on hold, so stay right there. We've got some callers standing by. Caller on line one, good morning. Who's this? Hey, how's it going? This is Mayhem. Great hey, show, great show. Thank you. What's up? Hey, uh, I don't want to get the perception that the, this uh, shot is the savior. Uh, uh, is not... Uh, are you saying this shot is a cure? Or because I'm hearing, even though you get the shot, you can still catch COVID. Uh, I mean, co- uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, COVID. So, uh, can you get that out there that even though you get the shot, you can still catch it? Because the perception is we think this is gonna go away. And now, one more thing: How can you get a shot, uh, um, uh, a serum to something that's mutating? Is the COVID is mutating? Oh. Uh, maybe a couple of years we got to get more shots because COVID is not the same. It's mutating. Can you explain that? And I'll take it up there. Thank Excellent. You. Thank you so much. Good questions. Sure. Yeah, great questions. Um, so let me answer the second one and then we'll go back to your first one. So how can you get, how can you get a shot now for something that's mutating? Actually, this, um, this vaccine is actually to a protein that the virus makes. So yes, the virus can mutate. And it, it can change, but the likely the protein that it makes will not. So that's an interesting um, thing about this vaccine. The other piece is you're right. We may have to um, have a different vaccine in the future. And we do that actually. The flu vaccine every year has different strains of the flu in it. <clears throat> so you're exactly right. We may um, have to do that. We may have to change the vaccine um, to be able because the virus changes. And so that's information that we have to still look at and see um, what happens. Then your question about whether this is a cure and does it stop the spread? That's, that's an awesome question, too. So, um, so what we know about this vaccine today is that it, um, in the studies that they did with uh, tens of thousands of people, and like I said, I looked at the, the EUA for Moderna this morning, so the, the, the studies, if you combine Pfizer and Moderna, it's over 50,000 people that have received this vaccine. It's probably even more than that. But they um, don't show symptoms. And no one developed severe symptoms of COVID in either of the groups. So what we, and, and this happens in, with other vaccines that we give. So, and, and the flu vaccine is a good example of that, that you may still get the virus. So you may still get COVID. And you, if you were tested, you would test positive. However, you don't have the severe symptoms. And so what we'll need is some time. And we, they, they, we just haven't had this vaccine out long enough to know if it actually prevents you from even getting the virus and being able to shed the virus. Um, but that's the case with other. Um, so the chickenpox is a good example of that, too. People get vaccinated against the chickenpox, little kids do. And we know that actually they can still go on to get the chickenpox, but they don't get a severe case of it. So I hope that helps. I think that's a great answer. Uh, I'm listening intently to every word that you say, and I know a lot <laughs> of other people are, because what I had heard for the first time this week was the same question that Mayhem had asked. And that mm-hmm. was uh, d- doctors saying that, hey, if you get the flu shot, I mean, excuse me, the COVID shot yeah. right now, you get that vaccine this week at New Year's Eve. If you're still with your family, you're still going to need to wear a mask yep. because we don't know if you can still pass it. That is exactly right. That is exactly right. That's why we can't let our guard down, right? We can't let our guard down with masks and social distancing and all that. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. The phone lines are lit up. If you are hearing uh, my voice through your phone, stay right there. That means you're in queue and I'm coming to you. Let me jump to the next caller who is standing by. Caller, good morning on line two. Who's this? My name is Connie. Hi, Connie. Turn your radio down in the background for me. Yes, my name is Connie, and I had a question I wanted to ask for COVID-19. All right, take it. You're live on the air. My name is Connie, and I'm calling 
calling uh, in regards to wanting to ask doctors questions about But those individuals who have had the COVID and they um, might have been on a respirator and have had some uh, more serious uh, underlying issues that affected them as far as uh, bodily uh, internal organs, will the COVID shot, once they are able to um, get better and get well, well, and they decide to take the COVID shot, will that help reverse some of their um, underlying um, health conditions that they may have had, say, for instance, that they had like a lung issue or respiratory or heart issue, will that help reverse that and heal that down the road? And then I have a second question. I just heard on the news uh, last night, I believe it was like News Nation had a report, uh, suppliers like uh, Pfizer and Moderna who are supplying the uh, COVID-19 vaccine, uh, um, um, vaccine, that they are basically prohibited from any lawsuits should there be side effects. Could you please elaborate on that? Thank you. Thank you so much for the call, Connie. Doctor, to you. Connie, I had a hard time understanding the first question. Um, uh, Doc, I did too, but I think she was saying when it comes to anyone who has had uh, severe side effects or who has severe underlying conditions, is there any research to point uh, that those effects could be reversed if they take the COVID-19 oh, shot? Oh, 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 okay, got it. Yeah, that's I, I couldn't quite hear it. So, no, there's not, unfortunately. That would... That would be really good, but no, not no no effects um, to show or nothing to show that yet, uh, and I don't suspect there will be. But what I what we don't know right now is if you've had COVID, um, how long you're actually immune for, um, to it. So it would still be good to get the vaccine because um, you could still get. We're not sure if your natural immunity is enough to to say you're immune forever. Um, so even though the shot won't reverse the effects, we'd still recommend it. And then I think the second question was the, the information that came out that, uh, there was some store, there was a story recently about you can't sue Pfizer and Moderna. I believe that's what I understand. Mm -hmm. I understood the second question to be, um, I, so I saw that just like you saw it this morning. Um, I think there's still some information out there about that. I don't know that, um, I'll be honest with you, people can sue people whether it's just whether or not you can um, anything can happen or you can get anything when you sign the um, when you this is under what's called emergency use authorization from the FDA so that's it's um, a little bit different than a, a true FDA approval it doesn't mean the FDA hasn't looked at everything and done everything that they're supposed to do they have it just means that you know, like I said, there's there haven't been the long-term studies to know about whether or not people are immune to it. So I think this is around, like, if you get COVID, um, likely, and you sue Pfizer and Moderna because you get COVID, um, or you have an allergic reaction to it when you get it, I think part of that is knowing that that's a possibility even when you get the vaccine. But that's that I know as much as you know about being able to sue them. <laughs> Thank so. you. Good good question. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. More phone calls coming in. Let's see who this is on line three. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hi, good morning. My name is Katina. Hi. And I was calling the two-part question. All right. The one part is uh, both Moderna and Pfizer um, have the vaccine. And... What, uh, the one that already came out, which is the Pfizer one, you have to wait three weeks or 21 days, and you have to go get a second dosage. Do you have to do that with the next uh, one that comes out? And then also, are the both manufacturers, are they have the same uh, components as uh, the vaccine? Excellent questions. Thank you so much. Great. Yeah, that's great. So you're, you are correct. Um, Pfizer, you've got to wait 21 days to get your second shot, or you have to have a, a second one in 21 days. And the Moderna is 28 days. So they both are two shots. There are some um, coming out, potentially coming out. Because I, I, I will tell you, man, there, 
there are more people lined up to make this vaccine than we've ever seen before in vaccine history. Um, so there are some other uh, companies that are working on, on vaccines like AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson. They may be one-shot um, vaccines, but we don't know that yet because they, um, they don't have enough data quite yet, or um, at least reportedly to be able to submit to the FDA. So um, potentially, um, uh, this, potentially only one. As for the components of the vaccines, um, are they the same? So both of these vaccines work work the same. They have the exact same technology, this, this thing called messenger RNA, um, which I think of as like email to your um, cells, if you think about it. It sends an email with instructions on how to make this protein, and the body makes the protein. And then um, when the body makes the protein, that helps the body's little antibodies, like I said, the little army of antibodies, um, uh, man, be manufactured by the body. As for all the other components, like the um, the actual additives and and preservatives and everything like that that are in the vaccine, I can't I can't tell you. I can't speak to that. I was just trying to look it up, but I can't look it up fast enough while I'm on here. Um, but the way the vaccine works, yes, exactly the same technology. Excellent questions. These are excellent questions. I'm learning so much as everyone calls and the different ways that people think and uh you know want to understand this i'm glad we're having this conversation 317-239-9696 there's no such thing as a stupid question this morning because this stuff is unprecedented and we want to make sure you have uh every question that you have answered 317-239-9696 317-239-9696 caller online one good morning who's this Hello? Hello, you're live on the air. Who's this? My name is Dennis. Dennis, turn your radio down for me real quick, and you're live on the air. I just want to know about what what is what is the, the obligations for heart patients and people with type 1 and type 2 diabetes? Oh, Dennis, do you mean should you get the vaccine? Yes. Oh, you definitely should. Yes. And the reason why is... Um, if you have heart disease or type 1 or type 2 diabetes, you're at higher risk um, if you get COVID of, of having a bad course of COVID. So we, we really want people who have um, those. And I'd say if you have any underlying um, lung conditions, too, like I said, like asthma or, or, um, or if you have uh, like COPD or anything like that. Oh, definitely. Um, we want you lined up in front. Okay. Dennis, thank you so much for the call, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let's go to the next caller on line two. Caller, good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Who's this? Hey, Cameron. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. This is Paul. Oh, we know who that is. Huh? (laughs) I said, we know your voice. (laughs) I don't know to say thank you or not. Uh, But but anyway, my my concern is a little deeper uh, than every other caller. I'm just, I don't have no question for the guest, uh, but I just wanted to say, it's just like I was talking, was getting ready to say last week, you know, with all these different poisons and drugs and, and our foods and carrying on and the FDA is approving all of this stuff and we get the covert, uh, and this is, this is something for the guest, you know, where did covert come from and what is in this vaccine exactly? What's, what's in it and how is it going to benefit us down the road and what's the plan down the road uh, for us to continue to be used as guinea pigs. Um, and that's all I really wanted to ask. I want to ask that, and I, I just wanted to say that. And, and one more thing, Cameron, the yes, reason sir. why, the reason why um, on this new form that they got down there uh, at the Marion County Jail or the, the, with the police department and stuff, and they said they didn't want any felons on the board, it's because they don't want to be exposed. And we need to be looking a little closer and what's really going on around us and how we are being attacked by these drugs, all this other stuff going on. Anyway, I just woke up, so my stuff is not in order. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, I just wanted to say, man, we need to look at what's, what's being done to us, and we need, to, we need to look at who our attackers are. Because you didn't hear nobody say, I ate an apple and got COVID. You didn't hear nobody say that, that uh, I ate an animal and I got COVID. This is a man-made, this is a man-made disease. All right, well, how about and, we let and the... We need to, and we need to look closer 
at what's going on around us and, and mainly with our foods and stuff. We All need right. to look at that closer. All right. Well, guess what? We so, don't need to speculate. That's why I got the uh, the person who has the degree in this to uh, and and the research uh to answer some of those questions and well, speculations. Well, hold on. First of all, Cameron, first of all, I'm not speculating. These are facts. I wrote this stuff in my books. I did the research myself. I don't, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to research. But I, I don't, I don't, I'm not speculating. I'm telling you that there are poisons in our food and, our, and all the other stuff, chemicals that we use that last 30, 40, 50 years. That's why a lot of people don't get sick until after they're 40, 35, 40 years old. But so I'm talking to, We need to look at that as well. Okay. And it don't take no rocket scientist to look this stuff up. Right. But we're talking about the COVID vaccine. And you, I understand. And I understand. But, but, but it's was, all, to me, it all ties in. It well, all ties in to me. Well, all of it. We'll take your research from your book, and now I'm going to back that up with uh, a little data and insight from Dr. Uh, Michelle Saisana. So, Doc, let me ask you, to some of uh, Paul's points, w- I, there it is valid to ask, what is in the vaccine? Because as he says, we're, we are eating a lot of things and, and that we don't know exactly what is in them. So the vaccine, I, that's a totally valid question. What's in that vaccine? So, like I said earlier, there's um, there's a there's something called messenger RNA, which your body makes. You you make messenger RNA every day, um, and then there are other um, chemicals in it that are salts, essentially. So, if you look at it, like there's potassium chloride in it, and which is in a lot of other things that that are in foods, and and sodium chloride, which is table salt. There's something called poly call, which is a preservative used in a lot of um, uh, medications as well as um, vaccines and, and such as well. So there's, there's things to make it a liquid there's, because you have to somehow make it a liquid to be able to inject it into, um, to give it to you as a vaccine. Um, and so that, that, those are the main components of it. Aside from the the messenger messenger RNA piece, which is like a you know in the in the vaccine, it's very similar to other vaccines. Like the the other components of it are similar to other other medications and um, vaccines that we give too. And I think those are valid points. I think there is a lot of fear out there. The one thing I would say too that I think it's important to, um, to note is that this is the first time in history that Anybody um, I know ever had so much awareness of, of a vaccine. So there are vaccines that have been around for years and years and years, like polio and measles. And that's why we don't have polio and measles anymore, right? Because we get the, you get those when you're a little kid. Uh, you get those shots when you're a little kid. Um, but, but none of us ever, and even with um, hepatitis B and MMR and all of these other things, None of us ever had the in the um, ability to know who makes the vaccines or to know all the information that's out there. So I think the best part about this vaccine right now is there is information every single day in the news about this vaccine. You can go. Re- I mean, I when I opened up um, the internet this morning, you know, to look and to read up to see before I got on to see what was out there today. Uh, there must have been ten articles already about the vaccine. So I think that's a really important moment in history because um, it shows you that we're, we're trying to be out there with science um, and show you what's going on. So you get to see, see the whole process, which to get to people to be comfortable receiving the vaccine, I think the public deserves that. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. We are on the air this morning with Dr. Michelle Saisana. She is the Chief Quality and Safety Officer at IU Health, and she is answering uh, any and all of your questions about the COVID-19 vaccine. We've got to take a quick break, but we're not moving off the subject yet because the phone lines are still ringing. So if you are hearing the show in your phone right now, don't hang up. That means you're next in line. Uh, for those of you who are still calling and getting a busy signal, keep calling 317-239-9696. We're going to take a quick commercial break to pay some bills here at the radio station, and then we'll come back and keep this conversation going here on The Open Line Show.
want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Keeping you connected to what's happening in our city, it's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. And we are back. This is Open Lines. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, here on the 20th of December. It'll feel like December today, 42 degrees. So stay bundled up if you are going out there. Uh, this morning, it's going to warm up later this week before we drop down and barely make it out of the single digits. So today, will feel warm compared to some of the other days throughout the week. This morning on the show, we are having a great conversation and asking any and all questions about the COVID-19 vaccine to Dr. Michelle Saysana, the Chief Quality and Safety Officer at IU Health. We have a number of callers standing by at 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. That's the number to get on the air this morning. And the doctor is still standing by to take your questions. Let's jump right back in there uh, as we get more questions and comments from callers on our live line. I don't even know where to start. Let's try uh, this caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, hey, listen. Now, the vaccine companies have absolute immunity, even if they cause mass murder. I'm surprised that her being a doctor and being an expert, she has surely been briefed on this. But this is how deceitful they are when they represent the lie. And that's just what she's doing this morning. People can take it if they want. It may just be a saline solution to rip people off like they did with bailing out the banks and the uh, car companies. But she's representing a fraud on the people, and uh, she needs to stop it. It needs to stop right now. They've destroyed our economy with this lie. <clears throat> Thank you for the call, Larry. And I noticed some of your art. Uh, there in Fountain Square. Very interesting. Uh, caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Hello. Hi, you're live on the air. Who's this? This is Frida. I had a quick question. All right, Frida, you're live. Go ahead. Um, I was wondering, if you've already had COVID and you do have antibodies, what type of side effects are you having when you take the vaccine? Oh, sure. So um, you should still get the vaccine. You can still get the vaccine. It won't cause any other side effects if you've had COVID. Um, the interesting thing about if you've had it, we don't know how long your your own sort of um, antibodies stick around. So this vaccine, you can think of it as just giving your body a little bit of a boost um, to make more antibodies. So you still, after the vaccine, um, I might feel like I talked about earlier in the show, you you know, might feel kind of achy and have some soreness at the site, but that's your body's, uh, that's a sign your body's making more of those antibodies. So it's still okay for you to do it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank You're you so welcome. much for the call. More calls coming in at 317-239-9696. No such thing as a silly question or a dumb question here. Uh, this morning, we've all got questions and I'm learning so much as we uh, listen to your questions and the doctor's answers uh call us 317-239-9696 that is the number to get on the live line and after this call i'll clear the line so anybody who dials can jump right in uh caller on line two good morning who's this how you doing i'm good how are you all right hey i appreciate you uh doing this sir because i'm listening to you on another station and i appreciate the doctor coming in and taking all these these, these live wire questions because you're not screening them. So they need to let people know that y'all taking questions from actual human beings. Hey, I'm 57. I was diagnosed with diabetes 12 years ago. And this past year, prior to the pandemic hitting mm -hmm. in September, I got sick and I don't get sick. I get maybe a cold or something. I'm just not a sickly person, but I got sick and I live with my mom. She's in her late eighties. So I was really worried about me getting sick and transferring it to her. Now, I get seen over here at the VA here in Indianapolis. And since that time has come, uh, you know, I've had prostate surgery this year. I had to wait for the COVID and everything else. My own personal doctor told me back in February, oh, this is going to pass. Ain't no big deal. And I thought, oh, so you can assure me this is not going to be serious. She said, yeah. I've only talked to her one time on the phone. We don't even discuss that about what what, what transpired because she was just wrong. Mm-hmm. 
And doctors can be wrong because they're human beings and they just practiced. And that's what my grandmother used to say back in 1900 when she was born. They just practiced them. And I've men- mentioned that to doctors and it kind of makes them, you know, back up a little bit, just like prescriptions. And I've asked them what they do to my bodies and I've asked pharmacists. And when you ask somebody a pointed question, I want an answer, your best educated answer, because if you're a doctor, you should have an educated answer. Don't give me an answer. That, and then I find out that it was wrong. That means that you're human and you can make mistakes. All these people who don't want to take this vaccine when it's offered to them, you're making a serious mistake. Very serious. Because you telling me that you don't care about your health enough to take a vaccine that may save your life or someone near you. Think about that. Well said. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the call. And he Very is, well said. And, I appreciate that, too. <laughs> and he is right. These are all real people. I have no mm-hmm. idea who's on the phone when, when you call. So it is uh, this is an actual doctor taking real life questions from strangers with uh, no preparation on what you're about to ask. Keep calling 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. And, and doctor, I'll just be brief with this. Since the beginning of the pandemic, what's been difficult and frustrating for everybody is how much the information changes and literally how much we don't know at you know nine o'clock in the morning and how that could change by five o'clock in the afternoon. And the same can go with the vaccine. I, I completely agree, Cameron. I mean, we've we've watched this change um, faster than probably anything else. The interesting thing, though, is that um, we've watched science advance faster in this period of time and actually um, impact what happens, like what I like to say, what happens at the bedside, so what happens in our hospitals. Um, and, and I'll be completely honest, there is no time in, in – um, my 20 years of practice that I've seen that happen, where we've said at one point in time, we thought a medication worked, like if you go way back in the beginning of the pandemic, um, and then we find out a few months later, it doesn't work, and then we stopped using it. Um, there are lots of examples um, where we don't do that actually as well as we should. So um, so I think that's another um, piece of this that actually will help us in the future, too. Let's take some more callers. 317-239-9696. Caller online. Let's go one. Uh, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Am I on the line? Yes, you are. You're live on the air. Who's this? My name is Cheryl Bayman, and I, I work at IU. I was just wondering, uh, you know how they have sometimes people were reluctant to take the uh, flu shot, which I did take it. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, and, you know, it's a bad reaction. Do you think uh, people kind of scared to take this vaccine because of, they have a bad reaction? Do you think that's why they kind of scared the same way they do about, about the flu shot? I'm just asking. Excellent oh, question. Sure. Yeah, excellent question. Yeah, I true, um, Carol. I reluctant to take it because they don't know what will happen. Um, but I, I think the um, that's why it's important to ask questions like what people are asking this morning and talk to your doctor about it, too, and and. You know, talk to other other folks who have received the vaccine. So yeah, and uh, happy to answer questions if you um, about it um, as well. Okay, because I, I have I have asthma and diabetes, and I had to, I did a COVID test twice, and I, I came out to be you know negative. That's why I came out was kind of wondering, wondering about that. Yeah, well, you you're definitely someone we would want to get the vaccine um, because we don't want you to get COVID. Um, because you can get pretty sick if you get COVID. So we definitely want you to get it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And I appreciate the young man. I appreciate your expertise. And I'm I'm kind of sorry for all the ignorant people but to talk, but you can't control that. Hey, just, have a blessed day. Just makes for an interesting radio oh. show. Thank you for the call. <laughs> all right. All right. More callers on the line. Let's go to line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Good morning. Am good. I on the line? Yes, you are. You're live. Who's this? Oh, great. This is Lainey. How are you? I'm good. What's on your mind? Uh, i got a quick, quick question. Given right. that uh, we have such large spread, why when you go to the emergency room with another issue and it's found out not to be COVID, that they don't take that opportunity to give you a COVID test like they do the blood pressure and everything else when you check in, 
just to make sure you're not going back to your family and spreading COVID? Oh, good, very good question, Lainey. Thanks for asking that, too. So um, part of that has to do with the fact that if you go to the, the, um, the hospital and you're seen for something else, um, the, the challenge is not everywhere do we have enough testing to test you fast enough. So to be able to give you that information before you would leave. Um, so, and like, like to, you know, give it to you while you're there in the emergency department, because some of the tests actually take um, a day to get back. And the other piece of it is if you don't have symptoms of COVID, um, the test actually isn't as accurate. So what, and, and so the problem with that is that um, the test could be negative. And then I could I, I could give that to you, that information to you, and you might think that it's really negative when in fact um, maybe you actually do have COVID because we know there are a lot of people that have COVID that don't have a lot of symptoms, and so that's part of the problem is that we don't want to give you bad information that may mean that you you think it's it, you're okay to not you know to, to be around family members um, maybe that you haven't seen in a while or who might be at risk. So part of it, so I think, is are, the testing mm-hmm. is the testing availability too. Yeah, I'm sorry. So Go how ahead. are we going? I was wondering how are we going to stop the asymptomatic spread? Well, so that that's uh, that's the big question, right? So that's why we um, the things that have been shown to work are masking and social distancing and not um, being with people who are um, outside your household for you know for large gatherings and things like that. So it's really those that, you know, those um, measures that really help um, us not spread it. But you're and then um, Mm -hmm. getting the vaccine, too. But getting the vaccine like we know, we don't know yet if it um, prevents the spread. But it's a it's a really good question. And and I think that you'll see there will be more testing available um, because we continue to see more testing available and even companies making, um, you know, newer tests that are faster. But that's it's a big challenge. Awesome. And what do you think about the home tests that are coming out? Oh, I wondered if you were going to ask that because that, that came out, that got um, announced on Friday, the yeah, Abbott Buy Next Now. Um, so I actually think that's great. I think that's a, um, it's a great, it makes it easier, right, for you to get testing. Mm-hmm. If you can get it and then you do the test and there's an app on your phone, Abbott's been using that Um I, uh, I, and I have to be honest with you, I read about two articles on it on Friday, so I didn't go read it enough in depth, um, but I think it'll be much, much easier. It also means that maybe we don't have to have all these, um, we don't have to have as, as many testing sites um, as we have. We'd still have them, but could it be an easier way so that you didn't have to leave your house to go get testing? Thank, Thank you so we'll much. See. Thank, Thank you so much for the call. And Dr. Sesano, one of the things that you said was the first time I've ever heard somebody say it that way and made it that clear was that when you go take that test, the tests don't do as well if you're not showing symptoms. Maybe people have right. made that point, but nobody's ever said that that clearly that I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. This entire time mm-hmm. we've been in the pandemic. So like I said, folks, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Four minutes left in the show. Keep calling. And let me see how many more folks we can squeeze in here before we sign off at 9 o'clock. Caller on line three, good morning. You're live on the air. Hello? Hello, you're live on the air. Who's this? This is Jacob. Jacob, what's your question, sir? Um, So I go to a university down in Bloomington, IU, and the COVID has been spreading pretty, pretty fast down there. Um. Even though I feel like a lot of parties and most of most of like public gatherings are still like all, like not really happening at all, mm-hmm. and, and um, I think a lot of like the general public really thinks that like it's on like the college like kids. But we also get tested, like, two times, three times, four times, like, every month, like, once a week every month. But, um, so my main question is, so, um, from, like, besides, so when the vaccine gets out, um, uh, like, how does the priority list work? 
Excellent question. Oh. Excellent mm-hmm. question, Jacob and Doctor. We've got about two minutes left in the show, yes. so if you can answer that in one, that'd be great. Yeah, so, this, so um, the priority list out. So it will be healthcare workers and those who live in um, like nursing homes and work in nursing homes. That's the first group. And it's healthcare workers on the front line. Then it spreads to healthcare workers more broadly and then essential workers and then to the public. And that's a pretty um, straightforward. That comes from all the way from the CDC um, and to the, then to the states. And so there will be vulnerable populations that will get it, like people who are in um in nursing homes and, and other um, congregate living settings like um, prisons as well. So to, to Jacob, um, college students, unless you have um, some sort of high-risk condition, you'll probably get it when the general public gets it, would be my guess. And and so, Dr. Saison, with less than a minute left in the show, yeah. um, we're, we're hearing it could be uh, early summer, late spring, so well into a year of this pandemic before the entire general population can get the vaccine. Is that still correct? That's still correct, Cameron. Yes. So that's why we still have to um, continue to do all those things that we need people to do. Wash hands, mask, practice social distancing. Yep. All right. Dr. Michelle Saisana, the Chief Quality and Safety Officer at IU Health. Thank you so much for... Uh, coming on this morning and answering dozens and dozens of questions in this hour. The phones are still ringing, and I can't thank you enough for your expertise and time. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Cameron. I'm happy to come back anytime. Okay. I will hold you to that (laughs) because we've got several more months of this thing and lots of questions. Yes, we do. Thank you so much. You have a great one. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you. Thank you. And that is going to do it for this edition of Open Lines. I am Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, who, for the first time in a long time, gets to sleep in next Sunday. So uh, next week, the show will be at its best as we celebrate Christmas and the new year. Thank you so much for taking us through uh, 2020. This is our last live show of the year. I'll be back same time, same station next week in a taped edition. And then I'll see you for the first time in 2021. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. More music on the way coming up here on Hot 96.3. And on WTLC, Al Sharpton takes over right now.